Hello and welcome to Little Yo Pod, the All Things Yosemite podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jackson, and on today's episode, I am going to honor a request for a topic made by two different individuals totally independent of each other. I figured if two people from different parts of the country were curious about this, then there were probably a lot of people out there who were as well, including myself. Today, we're going to talk about the mysterious and somehow still missing Yosemite icon, Elmer. Okay, so Elmer is one of those things that elicits very different feelings in people. I don't have a huge problem with it personally, but I never lived near the campgrounds or spent much time around them in the evenings, which is when the search for Elmer commences on a nightly basis in the summer months. And if you haven't spent much time in the campgrounds of Yosemite Valley, you're probably wondering what I'm talking about. So let me explain. Elmer is one of those things that is steeped in mystery and has no definite origin, like so many weird things in Yosemite, like the urban legend that squirrels eat each other in the winter if they are fed french fries all summer and neglect to store any food. On a side note, please don't feed the squirrels french fries or anything else. They may not eat each other, but they do become obese and develop a lot of health complications from it. So back to Elmer. Every evening during the summer, if you are in or around the campgrounds, North Pines, Upper Pines, and Lower Pines on the east side of the valley, this is like the Curry Village area, you will undoubtedly hear someone yell Elmer, which at first sounds like they're looking for someone, but then All of a sudden, you hear another person call from a totally different location, and then another person, and soon a chorus of voices cuts through the peaceful quiet of the evening, all shouting, Elmer, (laughs) to the delight of some, annoyance of others, and confusion of all. Delight to those doing the shouting, annoyance from the people subjected to it night after night, i.e. the nearby residents, and of course the confusion of how this tradition started. And I imagine there are some people with real concern out there for Elmer. (laughs) After all, why would you shout for someone if they weren't missing? Well, I'm here to tell you that Elmer is not missing and probably never was missing. And also, Elmer in the Yosemite sense perhaps never even existed in the first place. I assume, like many others, uh, I thought Elmer was part of a campfire story, but that is not true either. So I thought the Elmer thing was linked to a ranger program because the shouting usually took place around the time that the rangers were holding their evening interpretive programs in the campgrounds. But I found out later on that this was not a ranger program or a campfire story. This was social contagion. Like yawning or babies crying, the call of Elmer is, for whatever reason, something that people just cannot help but to join in on. There is no logic to it, and I don't know if it's because yelling Elmer is just so fun, but people do it having no idea why they're doing it. It's kind of funny now when you think of it from a psychological perspective. Okay, so how did this weird tradition start? Well, as far as we can tell, people have been yelling Elmer in Yosemite beginning in the 1930s, and there's kind of a muddy origin story to it. But as much as people claim to know the true story, nothing is officially documented, so take each of these theories with a grain of salt. The first of these theories is that Elmer was a child who went missing one night, and the rangers searching for him were calling Elmer all over Yosemite Valley and then joined by other campers and children to help aid in the search. But this theory is not documented, um, not in Park Service records or anywhere. 
Then there is the theory that Elmer was the name given to a bear that was frequenting the campgrounds at night around that time. Now, this is plausible. For instance, a little known fact is that Yosemite locals have recently decided that all raccoons are named Tito. Yes, like the vodka. It's even become an acceptable stand-in for the word raccoon, as in that Tito just stole my pack of chips. Again, though, Elmer as a bear remains unproven and without origin. And then there is the woman who wrote into local Yosemite historian uh, Shirley Sargent claiming that she was there for the first Elmer episode. She said she was camping next to a family celebrating the engagement of their son. And when they brought out the engagement cake, whatever that is, they couldn't find him. So they all started calling for him and eventually he showed up again, but not before the whole campground joined the search. I don't know. I mean, this is a personal account from 1933 and would have fit the time frame when Elmer started. So I can't say if this is true or not. So I'm just going to leave it at that. So the final theory I'm going to present is sort of an amalgamation of things, sort of just right place at the right time. You see, the name Elmer was a recurring theme in popular culture in the 1930s. For one, it was a familiar used among servicemen in World War I, given to someone who persistently went missing whenever there was work to be done. So it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek pseudonym given to the laziest man in the company, and the refrain was always, where's Elmer, when referring to that person. Elmer was also the name of a character in Elmer the Great, a wildly popular film in the 1930s, which I guess had a scene in it with people repeatedly shouting Elmer in the dark. And I think this was supposed to be funny for some reason, but it's out of context for me. So if anyone has seen this film, perhaps you can enlighten the rest of us on it. But if this was a film seen by a lot of people in the 1930s, I could see how yelling Elmer would be a familiar and enjoyable activity needing no explanation or initiation. But that was like 90 years ago. So why is the Elmer thing still happening today? Well, friends, I can't answer that one for you. But there is something about shouting that name that is just so appealing to people. And the fact that it is a purely Yosemite tradition makes it even more special. The name Elmer is kind of euphonious, it's easy to say, and it's one of those words that is surprisingly fun to yell, with that nice soft R on the end. It's not that far off from the word glacier, which if you had been in Yosemite in the 1930s, you probably would have been there to see the nightly firefall, in which a burning fire was pushed from Glacier Point to cascade thousands of feet down the cliff creating an actual fall of fire. But leading up to the nightly event, someone would call the fire by yelling, hello, Glacier, and holding that R for a few seconds. So I suppose there is something about that sound that is unique to Yosemite and perhaps could not explain how the Elmer phenomenon started, but why it has continued for so long. When you ask people why they shout Elmer, having no idea why they are doing it, they tell you it's because everyone else is doing it, or it's because it's something they did as a kid camping in Yosemite. So it's become this legacy and tradition now that has been passed down from generation to generation. And although the Park Service does not support or condone the nightly tradition, it is harmless enough to keep persisting year after year. But for those of you who do not appreciate the evening interruption, and I know I'm speaking to Yosemite locals here almost exclusively, it is one of the burdens of getting to live in one of the most exquisite places in the world, sharing the place with people who don't get to see Half Dome in their backyard every day. So whether you love or hate the Elmer thing, it is here to stay. And if you do hate it, I say, why not just confront the beast and let her rip? Maybe yelling Elmer is a type of catharsis after all. 
I'm just saying, don't knock it until you try it. I have a feeling I'm going to get some nasty emails for this one. It's just, there is so much that is troubling people these days. I don't see any problem with letting them cut loose and have a little bit of fun while they are on vacation. I can't stop people from yelling, Elmer. I don't love it, but I also don't let myself get all balled up in knots about it either. I know the yelling will stop eventually as the night wears on. And if not, we can always invoke the blessed silence that is commanded by campground quiet hours. The only time when you are well within your rights to tell perfect strangers to shut up and go to bed. So the next time you're in Yosemite, keep an ear out for the nocturnal cries for Elmer. And hey, if you are an Elmer hater, why not give the tradition a go for yourself? It could just be the thing you need to break the old fuddy-duddy out of you. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Little Yo Pod. If you like this podcast, please consider giving us a rating and maybe a review if you have time. I'm hoping to get up to 100 ratings by February 11th, and that is my birthday. So if you've been listening for a while and you haven't rated us yet, that would be a fantastic way to help me celebrate this year. And I'll tell you what, if you write a review for the podcast, I will read it aloud and personally thank you on an upcoming episode if the content is appropriate. And I don't get that many reviews, so there is a good chance that your review will definitely be read aloud. You could be famous. Well, kind of. Famous for a very select group of Yosemite enthusiasts. You could be as famous as me, which is not famous at all. So your life will stay the same, but you will be doing something very, very nice for me. So I'm replacing the fun fact section of the podcast for now to spotlight groups and organizations that I think are doing something good for society because I think we need as much of that good news right now as we can get. And this week, I wanted to give some love to Yosemite Search and Rescue, or YOSAR for short. Although we don't think Elmer was actually a missing person, if he were, the fine people of Yosar would tirelessly help to find him. Yosemite Search and Rescue respond to over 200 calls in Yosemite every year with a team made mostly of on-call volunteers. Yosemite has one of the most talented search and rescue teams in the country because of the dynamic quality of the landscape and varying demands that may involve anything from swift water rescue to retrieving someone from the side of El Cap. These people have seen and done it all. If you want to help support and fund Yosar's training, coordination efforts, and equipment upgrades, head on over to Faux Yosar or Friends of Yosar and consider making a donation to that organization. Your contribution helps keep you and other people safe and happy while visiting Yosemite. And if you want to know more about that, I will include a link to Friends of Yosar in today's show notes. Special thanks to Robbie and Phil for recommending I do an episode on the mystery of Elmer. I hope I did it justice. Uh, Contact me with any ideas for future episodes. I love to hear what people are interested in knowing more about in Yosemite. So shoot me an email, uh, littleyopod at gmail.com. Or you can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at littleyopod. And links for all that stuff is going to be in today's show notes as well as resources for this week's episode. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Little Yo Pod, the mystery of Elmer edition. I'm Laura Jackson. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful day.
I can't stop people from yelling Elmer. I don't love it, but I also don't let myself get all balled up and nuts about it either. 